Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Oh yeah, Bill Smith, Custom Records, that's where I took him. That's, that's once I figured that out. And then once I also figured out, because I remember Popeye telling me, he held up an audio tape. He said, oh, yeah, he said, you could turn this into like a CD or a record. And I'm like, how? Like, that doesn't make sense. And I imagined, you know, they would take the tape and they and, and I didn't get it that you could take it, put it on a DAT. Once it was on the DAT, it could become anything at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, you also recorded. So you recorded Game Face, and you, which is Jeff Cadell and Todd Trout and Paul and Bob, and but you also did their first band, No Such Thing. Do you remember anything about that at all, or anything about I, them? I forgot about No Such Thing too. Yeah, yeah, they. Um, I think yeah, it must have been just a time where like they were all like coming in so fast. That uh, that I just don't have it, a lot of memories. It's been too long, you know. Um, you did head first to. I'm gonna I'm gonna name off bands, and and if any of them jog a memory, this will be sort of like you know those games that people play. Someone someone says a band, and if it jogs a memory, so so you did the band head first. I believe you did their first seven inch. Um, you did uh, the Offspring, which you know we can always talk about them too. Uh, you, I think you did No for an Answer, or maybe you remastered something that got sent to Europe. Did you? I I believe you recorded the Carrie Nation seven inch, which was yes. big. Yes. Big Frank. I have, a, I've, I have copies of all of those uh, sitting around here somewhere. I don't even know where they're at, but yeah, yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, I just don't like. I said I can't remember anything real distinctive. You did about Final any... Conflict, Function, Olive Lawn, The Vandals, Ice. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Chuck Trees. I did a lot of Chuck. You know, I I have a voice lot of box, right about, or no? Uh, yeah, about Chuck Trees because uh, he was such a minimalist, uh, especially with his drum kit. There was just like he had like a kick drum a snare and a hi-hat and that's really, it was like that's what i really remember about it and people would would come in and hear him play and they would go holy cow how is he making a drum kit sound like that because it, he was just phenomenal he was he was an amazing player. just one of those people that like literally had a vision in his head had a guy like you to record him and could will whatever he was working with to sound however he wanted it to sound yeah yeah there was yeah there was a really funny chemistry between me and chuck trees he actually i think he was sleeping in my studio for a while when he would come into town 
to uh, to record. I think he was like crashing on my couch in there too. And oh um, yeah, you had the couch behind the console, like like you had yeah, that whole exactly. thing. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. okay. Oh, and I do remember Chuck. Tre I remember picking up uh, Chuck Treese at the airport one day to you know to start a new project, and we were getting on the 55 freeway or whatever it was. I picked him up there at the Orange County Airport. And uh, and he said, hey, uh, have you ever heard of a band called No Doubt? And I said, nope, never heard of them. And he said, well, they've heard of you. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, they're going to be calling you soon to uh, start an, uh, a project. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I you know, I guess they were he was in contact with them or whatever. Sure enough, a few weeks later, uh, I think it was Tony Canal or Tom Dumont. One of them called me, and we started uh, doing those sessions. What was okay? Now, like the Offspring, did you see something like right off the bat and go, "There's gonna something's gonna happen," or no? I really did. I loved them, and it was so discouraging because um, I loved them. I I was like, well, and I ended up financing the right before they got the record deal they ran out of money and i think they ran up like a $3500 tab or whatever and i just i was letting them go because i just loved them i i totally believed in them i knew they were going to do something but one of my really good friends uh came by one day and we were talking about it and you know i was and i kind of said what i just said you know that i just i just love them and he and he kind of stopped me and he said yeah, they're good, but what radio station is going to play this stuff? And that was like so discouraging. It like burst my bubble. It was like, well, yeah, there was, you know, because all the stations were playing Tom Petty and Fleetwood Mac and, you know, there wasn't, it, they, they really didn't fit. You know, they were very successful live and, you know, doing the college shows and all that. But there really, it, it, there really wasn't a, a radio station that I could hear that stuff being played on, and so. But you know, I, I just I never gave up on them. I just I always knew that they would do something. When they uh, when the, when a band like that is in the studio, where it's kind of a I'm assuming a more involved recording, just because musically there's more going on and there's different kinds of instruments. Um, was the recording process longer? Was it a, was it a, you know, were they, when they came in, were they tight? Like, and, and, and same with like The Offspring. Were these bands that were like fairly dialed, dialed in? Did they, did they know what they want? Like, were, were, were these things, because, you know, you're a guy, you work with all these bands. Like, you know, a, you know, bad, bad example. A band like Ice, we didn't know what in the world we want or what in the world we're doing. But I'm saying you're working with like the Offspring. You're working with No Doubt. Did you notice that about them too? That there was kind of more of a "this is what we're going for" kind of kind of thing. Yeah, no, no doubt. We're very defined. They they knew. I mean, we did some experimenting, but they pretty much knew what they wanted when they were in there. Um, uh, the biggest unknown was that whenever I started working with them, it was right after uh, their lead singer committed suicide. So they did, so while we were recording, they were auditioning singers, and uh, Gwen was just doing scratch vocals and stuff. She was never going to be the singer in the band, and uh, finally they just gave up, and Gwen started singing all the stuff. Um, 
but yeah, musically, I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody pretty much knew, you know, what they were going to do when we got in the studio. Um, just mainly experimenting with different sounds and like recording techniques and stuff and just trying to figure out how to get all the stuff that they wanted to do on 16 tracks of tape. You know, I mean, we were just bouncing stuff all over the place, trying to figure out how to make room on a 16 track recorder. Um, that was, that was the tough part. Um, I think, I think probably the offspring were kind of a, freewheeling it a little bit more they were still kind of experimenting when they came in um and working things out in in the studio um but yeah i don't know there was just there was something but um it was fun working with all you guys though too because i knew i knew i recognized the inexperience and like you guys really respected me uh, you know, and looked, you know, at, uh, 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 sometimes I almost felt like a father figure. I guess I oh, was yeah. older than all you guys. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it, it was uh, kind of feeling like, um, you know, my kids were coming in to record today, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, and and everybody, you know, people that don't know this genre, you know, they have like a really um, negative outlook on it i think and i would always tell people it's you know they would ask me how we could you know do this all day long or days on end or whatever and i and i always had the same answer i said man you know what these guys are the nicest kids in the whole world they totally respect me we're in there we're all trying to do the same thing you know we're all trying to get something good recorded and it's just really fun to work with you guys you know even though I, you know, I wasn't really into that genre as much, you know, uh, but I guess uh, everybody just kind of <laughs> gravitated toward me. They pulled me into it. <laughs> you guys wouldn't let me get away. It was like the Godfather. Yeah, that line in the Godfather 3, you know, yeah. I keep trying to get out. They pull me back in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. And like, you know, guys would come in. You guys would go, yeah, so here's this band, you know, and I want, I want my guitar to sound like that. And I, I would have no idea who you guys were talking about. And I, I just get out there and I go, okay, you know, it's loud. It's crunchy. It's <laughs> a lot of bottom end. So we're, I'm going to make it work. So I just start throwing mics up and you guys would just love me. 